Hi, my name is Armani, and this is my podcast for the Becoming More Resilient course. Um, today, I have with me my classmate, Durham. Hello. And my topic will be about self-regulation. And as for my story, it's a pretty deep one, but I think it's a story that a few people can relate to since it's not a very uncommon occurrence. And it's about my dad who has multiple myeloma, which is a rare bone cancer. And his sickness like really affected me deeply growing up. And I think that it's something that I still want to share because I feel like there are people out there who can relate with me. And going through this situation, it's caused me to realize that it's unavoidable and that it really wasn't my fault, even though I would often at times feel like it. So um, when we first discovered it, I felt guilty like in a lot of ways because I would think back to when like he would yell at me about a situation or I did something that would stress him out or just didn't listen to him in general. And I always thought like that just added stress onto him. And I felt very guilty because I don't think at the time I really was realizing that illnesses like cancer, they just appear whenever and they have no specific target. They'll just go after anyone really. And in most cases, it really can't be avoided and it can only be dealt with with whatever stage that is caught in. And usually it's the strength of the person themselves that has to fight against it with the support of their family members or whoever is around them. And even though my dad was fighting a really tough battle, I just felt like I was fighting my own internal battle. And by seeing him pull through so many chemotherapies and losing his hair and his weight, we would still try to joke with him, really. We would always, you know, shine his head or whatever, say, you know, you look good today, dad. And we would just try to make him feel good about it because it was a really tough time for all of us. And I think that there's a sense and pride of him in him that he was taking it with everything that he had and he wasn't going to let him beat him. So I believe that his strength is what really kept me going. And it has made me a more mature person today because it's allowed me to see that not everything is in my control and that I really wasn't an optimistic person, but I wasn't also pessimistic. I was like, in the middle really like realistic so um i think that by being realistic i've learned to approach situations much more differently and i think it ties into having a growth mindset upon having a fixed mindset because as a fixed person i would continue to just basically wallow around in my own sorrow and I would probably bring his own mood down really, but it's like, now that I have a growth mindset, I just decide to support him. You know, whatever happens, happens. I'm there with him every step of the way. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much my story. So you were talking about how you have like a growth mindset. So that helps you like move into new situations instead of like shying away from. So 
how has uh, taking on new situations head on affected you? And like, do you regret some of the choices you've made from taking on these uh, situations or would you have done something different in some of these situations? Um, I definitely would have done something differently upon approaching the situations because it's like going back and looking at them, I feel like I probably handled them in like a really childish manner and not like as a person who um, is being flexible, really. Like I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, there's no way we're going to get out of this. Like cancer is such an evil disease. It's just going to take him away from us. Not realizing that there have been miracles and then that people will push through as long as they, you know, go to their sessions and then they keep a healthy lifestyle, which he had, but I wasn't looking at that. So yeah. Pretty much, yeah, I think I did regret a lot of things. And um, even in class, when we were talking about um, optimism, like I said, I really wasn't optimistic at the time, as I think a lot of people really are, because yeah. it's a dark time, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure you probably can relate, like you've had some dark experiences course, where you yeah, got yeah where you felt like nobody like there was like no one that could really understand what you're going through or whatever so I really couldn't make like any connections like my mind was so clouded at the point where it was just like I couldn't really even connect with anyone like I stopped talking to my family a lot and it was like it was a really childish thing for me so um yeah yeah, like there's always those times where you like you feel like no one else can relate and like oh you're alone, but everyone has these experiences and like you just gotta kind of open up and be like oh, be open minded like you said. Yeah. So, uh, how is uh, how has your new found open mindedness like helped you do new things like in your life? Like, are you going into more opportunities, making new friends, maybe, or like opening up more in general? Um, yes and no. It As far as like taking new opportunities, yes, very much. But as far as like opening up to new people, it does take me a little bit of time, really. And it's not like I have anything against the person. It's just, you know, like I'm just trying to figure them out or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like I just have to get to know them a little bit before they get to know me, really. And it's yeah. like a guarded type of personality. One that's not too, too good because I feel like maybe at certain times I might have been too guarded. And, you know, it's kind of like pushed people away. So, um, mm-hmm. but um like I said, I have grown because I've been able to see the world in a new perspective to see that there really is more than one way to overcome a situation. And it brought light to show me how life really can be like how it can really can be easy. Like life is just really what you make it. If you wake up every morning with like the attitude, like, oh my gosh, today is going to be the worst or, oh my gosh, I just don't even want to get out of bed today. Like it's really probably hard for a lot of people because either they don't have like the moral support really, or they don't even have like the energy themselves to even try to do anything. And I think we've all hit like that low point of our lives where like we may not even want to get out of bed or it may take us like a day or two just to even shower because it's like we feel like there's no point really in it. 
mm-hmm. but it's like by taking that step and actually saying, hmm, I really don't feel like going out today, but I will, I will wash my hair. I'll go do laundry. I'll just take a small step to try and make the smallest change in my life for a bigger step that's to come ahead. So, um, and I've noticed that even by having this type of mindset that my interactions with people have changed for the better and that I actually want to hear their ideas instead of always trying to depend on my own because it's like by depending on my own I'm constantly like relying on myself for my own inspiration really and of course that gets tiring because like you know how like you'll look at a person you're like oh my gosh they're so talented I wish I could be that talented you know yeah Mm-hmm. but it's like you're not even realizing your own true potential really because you're just stuck like in this one state where you don't want to do like anything else and it's like if you fail while being in that state it's just gonna just drag you lower really yeah exactly yeah. so like life like life was what you make of it right so if you're in bed all day thinking it's the worst then it's gonna be the worst like you don't get up get out and do do anything like at least try and improve something every day then you can make it better yeah like my mom she would always tell me like whether you're with someone or even if it's just by yourself don't go to bed angry because it's like when you go to bed angry it's just gonna follow you the next day and it's like the cycle would just keep repeating even if you want to break it you won't really be able to because it just has like this strong hold on you. And I think that that's probably what is wrong with a large part of our society is like we have this image of ourselves that we want to see it. And it's like when we don't meet our own expectations, we're like degrading ourselves, really. It's like a little, this is a little off topic, but it's like how you go on social media and you see like these Instagram models or these influencers with like this perfect lifestyle. And you just like, you may, you might be, you might not be, you might be envious of it. You're like, oh my gosh, they probably have like this grand lifestyle. Look at the cars they drive, look at her body, look at this, look at that. And not really realizing that they probably have a lot going on and then they just don't want you to see it but it's like we're so fixed as a society we don't want to see what goes on behind closed doors Mm -hmm. and we don't want to even try to think like oh my gosh they're probably struggling with this they probably have an eating disorder and it's all because they're trying to make like this social image of themselves so yeah exactly especially with the social media and stuff now that you like you only see the perfect parts of their life so when you put it all together it looks perfect and like yeah. ideal, but everyone has their own stuff going on yeah pretty much it's like I, it's like even like when you have certain influencers or celebrities that show up like dead or something and it's just like wow I can't believe they were going through that And it's like, they didn't show you that they were going through that. They didn't want you to see them as like weak or troublesome or whatever. So they don't want you to see that. Like, for example, I don't know if you know who Nirvana is, like Kurt Cobain, although a little conspiratorial really, but how he was battling like depression and he unfortunately took his own life, but everyone just saw him as like this really kind, talented man. And it was like when he just 
unfortunately passed away, everyone was just in a huge shock, really. Although yeah. it can be said that in some of his songs, you can really feel like his sadness, though. So mm-hmm. there might be those certain times with those celebrities, they do kind of let their true selves push through. Yeah, exactly. Especially uh, a lot of celebrities get a lot of flack for even like complaining because everyone's got problems, no matter if you're rich or anywhere in between. Like, so like these people get a lot of flack for complaining because everyone's like, oh, you got so much money. How could you be sad? And like everyone got emotions still, they're still human. Yep, pretty much. So um, and I do personally have a quote by a celebrity who I basically grew up on and it's if you can't buy it twice then you can't afford it and it's by jay-z i think though big picture is kind of surrounded by money but i think it does go a little bit deeper into that because i don't necessarily think that he was solely talking about money but he was talking about the value of saving of what you have And it's like Mm -hmm. the fact that you don't have enough of something should be a mental reminder of what you should have and value it, what you have currently, basically. So it's like every time I think about mindlessly spending money, which happens a lot, uh, I think about this quote and it basically puts me back in my place, really, because it's like you could use this money to buy something more worthwhile than what you're thinking about buying now that has probably little to no value within like the next week or two, you know? I don't yeah, know if exactly. you ever experienced that. Yeah, it's like these little spending habits you got. Like you buy like five bucks a day on this thing. Like you get Starbucks every day. I know I do. <laughs> like I could be, I could be putting all this money towards like something actually meaningful that would actually help later or that actually has like any sort of value rather than the short term, like one coffee that's going to burn me five bucks a day. Yeah, I think that's like probably one of the greatest pieces of advice like I've ever basically indirectly taken from him. So, I mean, like, what is one piece of advice you would give someone who's trying to figure out themselves better as an individual? I would say just be true to yourself. Like, don't, don't morph yourself to fit what other people want. So don't like move yourself to try and fit into a friend group. Just try and stay into who you are. Let people know who you are. Don't like shy away and, and try and like fit into what they want you to be. Yeah, I think so too. It's like, I definitely struggled with that in high school. And I feel like that's probably why my, my high school experience was so bad was because like, I was like really confused at one point. It was like, in the beginning, as a freshman, I was like a loner. Like I, like my best friend at the moment, at the moment was my history teacher, Mr. K. He was yeah. like the only person. Like he was always giving me Lord of the Rain books and like just to keep me busy, basically. And it was like when sophomore year hit. I was trying to be more sociable and it was like the way I was doing was I tried to change my style completely like I would dress like how the other girls would dress like I would wear like a lot of flashy things and it was really kind of like tiring because it was like I really didn't want to dress like that I kind of liked my sweaters and baggy jeans and stuff Mm -hmm. but it was like looking back on it it was like 
I had seen how people perceive me, even like a lot of my friends who I talk to now, they say, they often say to me, they're like, Armani, when I first saw you, you were just so mysterious. I was so scared to talk to you. I was this, I was that. They, they basically had painted like a certain image of me. And I think sophomore year, I was trying to get rid of that image, which was an okay thing because it was like, I, it was somewhat negative really because it was like no one really wanted to talk to me but on the other hand it was like I was changing myself completely at the point where like my grades was starting to drop a little bit because I was caring too much of how I looked and how people were gonna look at me and perceive me and I don't think I had like any guidance at the point because my mom she was always working and like I said my dad at the moment he was caught up with his own affairs and having to go to doctor appointments and stuff so I was really like on my own but um as far as like junior year then I think I calmed down because at that point I realized like the only person who's ever going to be satisfied with you is you yourself if you can get Mm -hmm. up and you say I want to wear baggy jeans today and I think I look good in them then that's like the self-love I think that Dr. Sohaki was talking about that everyone really needs because like when you don't have self-love then you're not gonna want to even spread joy around anyone else to you you know yeah exactly I see that happen a lot where it's like people trying to like I don't know people a lot of people follow trends and it gets tiring because it's almost like acting yeah, like, it you're, really like, is. you're like constantly doing something. You're not just relaxed and like being you, like doing nothing. And like you're putting so much focus on like being that person that you're like trying to be that you like lose track of like the things you actually want to do or like things you were good at before. Exactly. Because I really had a deep passion for art. But during that confusion period, basically for me, I stopped drawing and then I could also like a notice, like a change within myself because it was like, I kind of took away like the one thing that really did make me happy. And was like, since mm-hmm. I didn't draw anymore, I just felt always bored. So I was always glued to my phone. I was like getting mm-hmm. involved with like the wrong people, the girls who had probably nothing going for themselves at in their education wise like they skipped school they were considering dropping out they really didn't want to do anything with themselves so it was just like not saying anything is wrong with it but it was like at one point in my life I did know that I wanted to get into college so it was like how am I going to get into college if I'm not even considering what's going to make me happy to want to even do work you know Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so you gotta, like do what you want to do to get in your right mind like pretty much i mean um have you had any strengths that helped you overcome any obstacles in your life yeah definitely i think um i don't know i'm kind of i was kind of a loner in high school too <laughs> but i think i was pretty like self-regulated so i was doing i was like making my own schedules to do my own work on time and I didn't spend a lot of time hanging out with friends. So I bet I granted I had a lot of free time, but I would like schedule out my day and like try and like schedule out my work. So I would never fall behind. And I actually did pretty well in um, high school because of that. And it actually helped me get a few college credits before actually coming to college. 
See, that's good. We should have been friends in high school. I probably needed someone like For you. <laughs> Being a loner, it's just like, you see how peaceful it is. Like, no drama, yeah, exactly. no nothing. No drama, zero drama, zero, zero drama. The only drama you might get is from a teacher who's yelling at a student or at another teacher. Mm-hmm. And that happened yeah, exactly. a lot back in Brooklyn. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I just wanted to get that off my chest, though, and I thank you, Durham, for being a part of this podcast with me. It means a lot, and um, for anyone who is going through or has gone through a similar situation as me, just know that I won't say be completely pessimistic, but try to see the situation in a different light that there's always hope really and that um don't try to put false hope into yourself or set your expectations too high for any situation because that's usually how people become disappointed and then they stop making goals or expectations altogether. so um yeah thank you